Hey everybody, welcome back to the Side Quest Podcast. Um, today's a little bit of a weird fucking episode, guys. Uh, we're both fucked. Um, we, I, I have found a new love in Angry Orchard. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> our whole concept for tonight was to um, have a drunk podcast review of Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, initial thoughts from me, fucking sick. Uh, but before we get super into that, what have you been playing, Luke? Uh, BJ's got me into Fortnite, so I've jumped into that, bought the Battle Pass, working on that, you know, whole nine yards. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll be playing that with BJ sometime soon. I've played through the prologue again of Outriders, uh, now that it's out. It's fine. It's got some problems, but I'm hoping they'll fix it. It's definitely not Anthem bad right. or 76 bad, so already a step up above the competition. That's good to hear. But um, it's still fun. I mean, it's a cover shooter, so it's very similar to Mass Effect and Gears of War in terms of combat. So I'm very excited to see where it goes. I'm still picking Trickster because that's the best class I've played so right. far. But uh, yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing. Um, movie was sick. This will be the second time I've officially seen it. I've watched it the, day, the night it came out at 3 in the morning mm-hmm. while having to go to work the next morning. And... Uh, I watched it. I mainly watched parts of it throughout the week, and I think whatever. Just kind of saying, I want to see how this is, you know? Right. <sighs> Excuse me. And uh, now, now I've watched it with BJ. I watched it a second time. I say watched. We'll get into that. Um, we took so many like hour-long pause breaks <laughs> within the first thirty minutes of the movie, dog. We'll we'll get into all that. I, I kind of we might have to censor some parts, but yeah. Um, we, we, we took a lot of breaks cause you know us to tangent on the podcast. It's worse when we're drinking. Yeah. 100%. It's worse when we're not, we're not completely sober. We ordered Taco Bell. I ordered it to my work. I had to pay the lady extra to bring it out to Luke's house. I didn't realize that you paid that girl $80. Dude, I wanted that Pl- fucking potato shit, dog. The potato stuff. Potato good. shit is back at Taco Bell for the uninitiated. Uh, it was really good. Slaps. Like that was, man. I was eating that as Godzilla was kicking Kong's ass. Okay, he, he and, wasn't uh, kicking Kong's ass. Okay, we'll we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into all that in a second. But yeah, so I, I've been playing Fortnite and Outriders and just kind of dabbling. Uh, Cyberpunk had the new update. It's fixed a lot. It's not quite there, but there's the rumor of all the DLC they have coming right. out. So we'll see where that is in a while, but as it as it is right now, now I now I feel comfortable kind of recommending it to people because it's not totally broken. Now it's like, hey, if you can find it on sale, sure. So that's what I'm playing. You you still rocking Fortnite? Rocking some Monster Hunter? Still fucking up some Fortnite. Uh, last night I got to Battle Pass level 150. Um, so I've got all the chromium skins. All right, so there I go. I got to catch up. Uh, I just need to get the 75 epic quests, but the problem with those is they come out like every week or so, but I got to get that Rachel Roth skin. Dude, the Raven skin is the only reason I bought the Battle Pass. Like, um, for those that don't know, uh, Batman Fortnite comics are coming out April 20th. Um, every comic comes with a code for an exclusive skin, so... Uh, Check that out if you're interested in comics or Fortnite, either way. But um, I've been playing a lot of that, and I've getting... Yeah, fuck. I'm so fucking drunk. It's going to be an entire episode of I, this, bro. We've had so many angry orchards, dude. Hello, okay, I'm going to do a little quick count. There's, we've gone through two full six-packs. Six. 
So we've got, there's one left. Yeah, we got. <laughs> we have three packs. There's one full one left, and I still have one I'm working on. So we've gone through a lot. Yeah. I think you've probably done more than I, I have, think I think. So. But I, I started more than you, but then I slowed down towards the end. You just kept See, going. I ramp up. That's my yeah. thing. I, I start fast and I slow. But uh, besides Fortnite, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter. Um, and actually a lot of Octopath Traveler. Let me know how you feel about that game, because I like it. I think it's pretty good, but there's definitely problems, but it's definitely a good first game from the studio, yeah. I think, or like a first in this series of traditional style games. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. My big thing with Monster Hunter is that um, I've wanted to get into it for years, but the way your character moves has always really put me off. Like It feels way too stunted for me. Um, but with the wire bug and, um, like the riding the palamutes and everything, it feels a lot more like action oriented to me. So that really drew me in. Um, the movement's definitely better. Um, I've been playing it too. Um, <clears throat> you and me have gotten it pretty much cause one of our friends, Joey kind of said, Hey, he wants to play it and really get into it and actually do hunts together. Mm -hmm. Which sucks for me because I'll explain also when you guys haven't really had to deal with it, but we had like a full week off um, because uh, where I work, we had like a COVID uh, situation. Yep. So uh, we couldn't hang out. Um, and then I've, this is the first day we could actually hang out mainly because I'm actually feeling better and because I now know I don't have it. So we're good. But um, I'm actually like real excited uh, to get into Monster Hunter, like actually get into it. Because, yeah, so far when I played it, I liked it. The movement's great. I'm really digging the, the Switch Axe. Nice. Um, Joey seems to really want to do that gun dance. Like, I wish he would just get into it instead of just texting us every day about it. <laughs> like, Man, I'm really I'm really digging this gun lance. Hey, I think I might get into this gun lance. His gun lance is kind of cool. Bro. Joey, if you're listening to this, just fucking play the gun lance, all right? Dude, suck the gun lance dick. Go ahead. We, we won't judge. Personally, I've been playing a lot of Hunting Horn. Yeah, you. how do you like it? It's really cool. Um, a lot of the buffs are based on different combos. And coming from an action game like background, that really helps. Um, yeah. So that's really dope. It actually affects your uh, Palico and Palamute too. So if you're playing solo missions, it really fucking helps. Um, that's been great. Uh, Octopath, on the other hand, I've been playing just whenever I have time. And I'm not like, okay, I need to do a hunt or I need to gain levels in Fortnite. Um, Octopath is a really fucking good game. Like, the systems are good. The weakness system, which I feel like make or break for the combat for me with uh, RPGs. Um, like this and Tokyo Mirage Sessions, I feel like have the best weakness combo system to me. Um... But there's also a lot of stuff narratively that leaves some to the imagination, like how do these characters meet and all that, that really enhances the game and the story to me. Um, but good shit all around. That game got a, a, a bit of a, not a hate train, but it, it definitely got some negative reviews. And I don't think it was worth it. Like, that game is pretty solid. I definitely think, I mean, I think most people compared it to, like, old Final Fantasy. Yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, it's not up to snuff. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not Final Fantasy. And that's my thing. Like, it can get negative reviews, but I was working at GameStop the first couple of months that that came out. We couldn't keep it in stock, man. Yeah, actually, like, say what you want, it still sold really well. Yeah. 
and I and people are excited for triangle strategies and they've done some Octopath is pretty much the main reason we're getting triangle strategy um, so cheers for that I'm excited to see what they do because Octopath you know is on PC it's now hit Game Pass it has a spinoff now too on PC does it? I can't remember if it's PC or mobile but it's a prequel to Octopath I have to check that out now. I haven't played it yet, but I keep hoping to add it as like DLC, but they never fucking do. No. Yeah, well, what can you do? Square's in a weird spot where they're they're giving the fans what they want, but also not. Yeah. So, like here's Final Fantasy VII remake, but not the way you wanted. Hey, here's now the remake you wanted, but also not the way you wanted. Well, also, like in the same vein, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, no, to be fair, like, I, I'm getting what I want out of all this. But I understand other people's uh, agreements. Except for Kingdom Hearts. Fuck that shit. Yeah, no. We, dude, I, I have a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you later. I have a, a chart I found on Instagram that I showed Landon. And he goes, what am I getting myself into? And it was all the Kingdom Hearts games with all, like, little mini story synopsises. And it's gonna be a very fun episode. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, for those who do not know and who haven't either watched the previous ones, me and me and BJ are going to sit Landon down and explain to him the lore and story of Kingdom Hearts with no outside uh, stimuli either, no pictures, no cutscenes. We're just gonna sit We're him down and talk high school this shit. Um, and and for that, he's going to explain to us the Destiny lore as well. So we'll have two podcasts. We might record them relatively close to each other, but they're gonna be spread out yeah. it's gonna be kind of like this one uh this episode is gonna come out earlier than like in a random time frame than usual we're now now that we're you know doing a routine we're gonna try to record on tuesdays i'm gonna get the episode out hopefully wednesday or thursday and then we're gonna keep it that way but and then we're gonna do special podcasts like this probably on sundays and they'll come out just whenever i get them done mm-hmm. These aren't, like, really time-sensitive, necessarily. Um, hopefully, if all things go right, this one will also be on YouTube. Um, I'm going to have iMovie downloaded. I'm going to kind of mess with some stuff there and actually get the Godzilla vs. Kong one on YouTube. And from then on, start working on that. You know, we might might switch it up. I do the audio editing, and then BJ can do the video editing. So we'll see. We'll get our stuff figured out. But, um, yeah. So, Godzilla vs. Kong. I guess first and foremost, you said the movie was pretty lit. I thought it was pretty good. Um, what did you? What? What's your been your 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 Godzilla slash Kong knowledge before this? So I want to preface this by saying this is my first time watching the movie. Um, I think we already said that. But, yeah, I've seen I've seen it twice. Uh, you just seen it once. But previously, um, I was aware of Godzilla. Um, I was kind of one of those like I've seen clips fan in a way, but um, I really didn't get into Godzilla until 2014 Godzilla. Um, I was in high school at the time, and I went to see it because I was a huge Brian Cranston fan. It was the thing most people were. Breaking Bad was like the greatest thing to ever hit stories and television. I mean, it really changed how TV worked, but um, going to see that and seeing his performance and then like rolling the kaiju stuff into it. Um, really, like, got me into the genre, I guess you could say. Um, past that, Skull Island came out, fucking loved it. Um, I saw King of Monsters, but I'm, I think I missed the last, like, 30 minutes of that movie, because there are things that we talked about 
watching this one that I was like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where my fandom started, so... For me, it's been very interesting. So, re relatively recently, I kind of hit, like, a depression spike. <clears throat> and it was just kind of like, I don't know, you, you know those random bouts of depression, you're just kind of like, not feeling yeah. it. And, um, I was, I was really overthinking everything with my job, with relationships, friendships, family, everything. And I was just kind of going hard on, like, just my thoughts. And it took me just kind of saying, screw it, I saw the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. And the trailer, if you've seen it, is the most, like, UFC match of the history type stuff, where it's like, it's Godzilla vs. Kong, one will fall, and it's got this rap rock song that's, like, terrible, but it gets you hype. I remember watching that and going, oh, alright, and I started watching just Godzilla films, and, uh, it kind of taught me, uh, a, a weird, valuable lesson that I, I, I don't think it should have, but it did, and that lesson was just, don't overthink things. You can just kind of take things at face value here and there. And that's what I did with all the Godzilla films I watched. Which is like, look, it's a guy in a rubber suit. Like, don't take this too seriously. And it was cool, like, watching those movies. Like, I got to see Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Like, Son of Godzilla. Godzilla vs. Destroya. Uh, Godzilla vs. Biollante. Uh, Godzilla Final Wars, which is the most complete mindfuck of a film because it's nothing but action like it it's a mix between kaiju film spy film sci-fi alien invasion and like kung fu flick it's the it's the weirdest movie that i've seen but it's great and then even through all this i saw the 1998 american version which is not good but uh but yeah, I, I just kind of like watched all these and it made me feel a lot better because I was just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I overthink things a lot. And as funny as to say, but like, yeah, Godzilla kind of taught me like, you can take things at face value. Not everything needs to be a Zack Snyder art piece where we're going to break down these characters. And no, I can just have a stupid movie where Godzilla fights a plant monster. Yeah. That's it. I don't need an excellent story. I don't need, it's just cool. And uh, through that, because uh, they were all on HBO Max at the time, I watched... Well, I didn't watch 2014 yet. I had I think I watched. I rented that one. So I watched 2014. Watched Kong Skull Island. Watched King of Monsters. Loved all three of them. And then I was I was on board that hype train. I now had like almost. I think I watched like 20 films of Godzilla. Like there were some I skipped because there was there was some I skipped that people were like these are the bad ones and I was like all right cool. But like I watched a lot of Godzilla and I was like yo I'm ready. I even went back and watched some King Kong films, and I'm like, some of these are just bad. Speaking of which, but, I feel like I should <clears> mention, I was a huge fan of the uh, Jack Black King Kong when I was a kid. Was it, wasn't that uh, Wasn't that actually Peter Jackson? I know there's the joke between us, <laughs> but isn't that actually by Peter Jackson? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun fact, Kyle Chandler, who is in this movie for all of three scenes, is in the original King Kong from Peter Jackson. I haven't seen it in close to 10 years. Yeah, well, but, there's a fun fact for you. That's awesome. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, so that's my history with Godzilla. This movie came out. I stayed up till three in the morning to watch it, despite having to go to work the next day. Mm -hmm. That was not a fun period. That was a really bad Wednesday. And you gotta work tomorrow. <clears throat> I do, but I'm I don't plan to stay up long. We, who knows? I mean, both you and me are yawning even on this podcast. I think we're probably yeah, gonna keep go to doing sleep. the Godzilla like atomic breath up to the sky with my <laughs> yawns here. So we'll see. Um, <clears throat> we have plans for the next podcast, so it either is recorded tonight, really drunk, 
or it's recorded on Tuesday where we're sober, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, do you want to kind of start spoiler-free, kind of give general impressions, things we liked and disliked, and then go full spoilers? Or just yeah, that's something. Off we can full spoilers. <clears throat> so, yeah, spoiler-free from the beginning. If you, uh, if you want to want to watch this without getting spoiled, you, we'll, we'll give you a fair warning. Yeah. I hope. Um, we'll see. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, all in all, like most of these movies, the humans aren't that good. But I will give this movie props that it just said, all right, we get it. Here's the plot. Go. Yeah. Like, it, it moved. Yeah. It, between human plot It lines, definitely uh, moved a lot faster than King of Monsters, for sure. Uh, that yeah. one just kind of jerks itself off for about an hour, and then it's like, okay, here, now you can have the monsters. Um, I will say, though, King of the Monsters, really good monster yeah, fights. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, but this time around, you have some really good acting, uh, particularly from Millie Bobby Brown, uh, the kid from Deadpool 2, and Alfred from Atlanta. <laughs> Shout out to the fact that season three is coming out soon. They're starting to film I'm, that. I'm super fucking hyped for Atlanta season three. Um, but yeah, that little group was kind of the core of the movie. See, I, I'm on the opposite end of that. Really? I think I think their their part was trash. I think you could have gotten rid of them, but kept Team Kong. But I feel like they just gave Godzilla his team because he needed a team. Yeah. Because okay, first and foremost, no spoilers. This movie is a Kong movie. Yeah, like this, this is absolutely the plot is structured around Kong. Yeah, it is Kong Skull Island sequel, featuring Godzilla. And I think they do a decent job with both of them. I I wish we got more humanization of Godzilla because he does feel like the villain. Yeah. A lot of this movie, and when you find out why, you're like, okay, I understand. But there's definitely moments where I'm like, hey, yo, Big G, you kind of killed some people. I can't. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's so, not as sympathetic as he was in the last two. But uh, yeah, this is definitely Kong's movie, and it shows, and they did a really good job. Um, the characters behind Team Kong, I think, are really good. You have uh. Alexander Skarsgård playing Nathan, the doctor or doctor professor, who had a whole theory on Hollow Earth because that's a plot point. Um, you have, I think, I don't know her name, but it's Rebecca Hall. The entire movie, I was saying how much I she was hot. You also used the term "I'm not gay." Oh shit! <laughs> Look, all right, I can safely say as a straight dude. I would let Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> run a train. <laughs> so that's where Luke's coming from. <laughs> Look, bro. <clears throat> I'm, I'm 100% comfortable with my sexuality that I can straight up say Alexander Skarsgård is an attractive dude. He's aight. <laughs> he's no Henry Cavill. He's no Henry Cavill, but he's aight. Yeah, but no. Um, realistically, though, I think Team Kong's like team, the three they have. They also have Gia, mm. which was the which really was unfair. Yeah. Like, okay, we're gonna give you a sympathetic human. She's a deaf orphan. It's like, all right. Well, of course I'm gonna like the deaf orphan because I feel bad. <laughs> so they, they really they Helen Kellered that one. <laughs> So yeah, uh, they have uh, Rebecca Hall, which is the the mother. I want I, I need to figure out her actual name. It's either Rebecca Hall's the actor or the character. The point is, she's the adopted mother of Gia, the the I said blind, almost said blind, deaf girl. 
<laughs> she def- and blind. She does have those uh, fucking daredevil powers, though. Yeah. She touches the ground and she can feel, well, things. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> Team Kong's team was actually the best. Uh, Millie Bobby, like I honestly think Millie Bobby Brown's entire plot point could just be cut. Yeah. But th- but they needed her they to, needed to, to explain to a movie. plot. They, yeah, they needed to tie it to the last movie, but also there's a plot point that we'll get into spoilers that go, okay, here's how they find out. Right. <clears throat> but yeah. So, um, yeah, all in all, uh, there were some good fight scenes. I think they did a really good job with, uh, the movie opens with both Kong and Godzilla. Like, they don't stray too much into the monsters necessarily. Like, you see Kong on his island in a Truman Show type dome, and then you see Godzilla wreak havoc. So they go, here you go. You wanted to see monsters pretty soon? Here they are. I did want to talk about uh, the opening credits crawl where it shows the uh, the bracket lineup of the two of them. It's the hypest opening crawl. Yeah. Like, okay, so they go through an entire thing, which is, which is a bit unfair because Godzilla has two movies up at this right. point, and they show all these monsters he's killed and fought, and they show the skull crawler from, from Skull Island, but then they also show other things that he's fought. Mm-hmm. And they go, hey, these two have had brackets where they fought other alphas, and now they're the last two alphas, and they have a full bracket style. They're the last one standing type. And deal. it literally is laid out as a bracket in the opening crawl. Like you see the pictures, you see where they advance and all this shit. It was it was pretty hype. I remember seeing that on, at three in the morning, going, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. But um, honestly, good opening. I think. I really do like this movie. I think I want to say it's my favorite out of the the MonsterVerse so far. Out of the four we've gotten, I think it goes Godzilla vs Kong, Kong Skull Island. Probably 2014 and King of Monsters can kind of flip flop depending on what I'm feeling that day. Um, I want to say King of Monsters above just because of the monster fights, but I at least liked Brian Cranston really in 2014. Yeah. Until they killed him off 20 minutes in the movie. Yeah. In an over two-hour movie, I, I feel like they were just using him to fill the seats, but uh, oh yeah, no it doubt. worked. No doubt, it worked hundred percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, all in all, this is a this is a really good movie. If you want a fun action movie, definitely. If you want a good movie to get drunk to, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I think it's a solid movie, all around. I, obviously. Like most of these monster movies, human characters aren't that good. But they're this in this movie they're, they're serviceable. Yeah. They their their whole point is to move the plot. Like, look, we know you want to see the big monkey, big lizard fight. These humans are there to move them to the fight. So, yeah, all in all, I'd say solid. Uh, would definitely recommend. If you can, I'd recommend going in theaters. Yeah. So if you've had your vaccination shot, you or you can make it to a theater, go for it. I guarantee you, an IMAX this is gonna slap hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm tempted to go to an IMAX theater just to see it, just like once. So we'll see how that pans out. But uh, yeah, so uh, definitely recommend Godzilla vs Kong. Um, you have anything else to say about it? Kind of non-spoiler, or you want to just get right into um, it? I feel like everything else I have to say is spoiler heavy. So let's move into that. Uh, on the theater topic, though, the next movie, the next movie that I will see in theaters after a year and a half of not being able to go to them is gonna be. Ooh, yeah, I forgot that's coming out. It's coming out this month, bro. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to that. Yeah, so everybody get hyped about Demon Slayer. Uh, back to more Monkey vs. Lizard. 
All right, so if you haven't seen it, go ahead and click off now. Just go see the movie. It's on HBO Max. You have no reason not to. It's in theaters, so if you want good IMAX, it's there. So you have you have two ways to see this movie. All right? So fair warning from this point forward, spoilers all around. All right? Okay? You good? Yeah. All right, cool. Fuck your monkey. That bitch died. Okay, so... He was this close to death. No, okay, before BJ pulls his bullshit out of his pocket about like, well, no, technically can't do this. No, Godzilla won the fight. In the one-on-one fight, Godzilla kicked his ass two to one. He won one of the Bitch. No, he won the aircraft carrier fight. Cause, cause he was ready to go, and uh, Kong was like, "Um, I'm tired on this boat. I can't move." And Godzilla's like, "Yeah, bitch," and then and went away, and then and then they went to Tokyo, and Godzilla, in order to get the fight started, blew a hole through the earth with his atomic breath, which Kong needed human help to get to, and then boom, Godzilla said, "Bitch, I got you. Get up here so I can kick your ass." And then Kong, I will give him. Kong got some hits in. Kong got some really good hits Kong in. Kong his ass. Oh yeah, like like I, I I'm joking mainly because like I'm a, I'm a Godzilla fan, but like this movie had really good action with the monsters. But yeah, like that roar. I so I, I had to get up to go to the bathroom during it. Like I did a lot during this movie. You did win like five, five times ish. Um, but uh, I remember seeing the first time that roar battle between the two was so good. And in my head, I don't know if everybody's been saying this, but I think it's too. Like, in my head, I, re- I reread it as it's Save Mothra. How do you know that name? <laughs> and just like, it was pretty much BVS, but cooler. So, here, here's the way I feel about it, okay? The movie is very clearly structured around Kong and his development step toe to Um, And. Growing up, I came from a very shonen jump background. So to me, it's like, okay, the story is structured. He has to go through a power-up arc, and then So that's where I'm coming from with the whole, like, gets the axe. He sits on the throne at one point, literally. He literally has a shonen arc, and it's actually really Yeah, it's very similar to the uh, Thor Infinity War. fight scene in the neon Hong Kong where he actually crawls up through the hole um, he dies gets brought back to life it's basically a big DBZ fight and you want to get yeah, down so to it basically and there's a big obviously we said spoilers Mecha Godzilla's in this film so if you had the lucky you know if you were like me and got spoiled well you already knew it like BJ he found out organically and went Yo, that's Mecha Godzilla, and I'm like, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it was it was great. I thought it was a solid um, solid like little, you know, thing to bring in because yeah, obviously like monkey versus lizard could have just been the whole movie, but they were like, no, we got one more. And I think it's really cool that they um, added in that factor where it's like, okay, the way that they control Mecha is through one of the skulls of Ghidorah. And then when the human aspect loses control, it's all just Ghidorah going for revenge. 
I thought that was a really cool way to go into it because I don't feel like that's been done before with Godzilla. I love, too, that people were like, oh, how does that work? It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, Ghidorah's an alien. Exactly. Who cares? I mean, look at other Godzilla stuff. Like, the Netflix anime that follows Shin Godzilla, Ghidorah is like an ethereal being that comes from another universe. Does it actually follow Shin, or is it separate? Because I've, I've, I've heard two different from things From what it. I've heard, it follows Shin loosely. Um, it's like millennia after Shin. But, um... Ghidorah comes through. Yeah, because I've actually watched the movies finally. I don't think they're nearly as bad as some people say they are, but they're definitely not good Godzilla movies. I think they're way too heavy on the human aspect. They're very just... It's it's Attack on Titan, but without the multiple Titans. Yeah. And kind of space heavy. And then there's a cult somewhere. Like, that's that's what I... That's all three movies. And then, yeah, Ghidorah is actually kind of cool. I like his Eldritch Horror type deal. Yeah, the... That's that's the highlight of those of that trilogy, I guess. The third one is the best. Like, oh, and I hate saying that the last one's the best because they have to watch the worst one, the pretty okay one, and then the best. Yeah, one. that first one is a real drag. It does because it's just like, all right, here's your standard angry shonen protagonist and his really standard love interest girl. Yeah. Um. But the concept of Ghidorah in that one, I feel like, adds to this movie. Because in that he's sort of a um, ethereal being, not of this plane even, um, and he's still able to manifest in some way, and you know, still attack even though they're like, oh, he doesn't have a physical form. There's nothing there. <laughs> he took one. Yeah. Um, so that really adds to the whole. There's something for him after death that could make him control a mech that he's somehow connected to. And even even better though is that he was overpowered. Yeah, like he like I will give like I'm a big Godzilla fan. Yo, Mecha kicked his ass. Yeah, for real. Like he was comboing his ass. He fed him up. his. Lunch. He was giving him Shoryukens and Rasengans through the whole fight until Monkey got up. Like, and that that was the best thing is we all knew there was gonna be a team up. Yeah, I mean, like I I didn't actually think there was gonna be like a winner of the of any fight. movie with versus in the title. You know they're gonna end up being best buddies. I want to see one where it just doesn't like straight up death out of one character, and then me going, "Wait, that's it? Wait, we're that done?" That would be amazing. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So they they team up to fight Mechagodzilla. It's it's really cool. God's it, you know it obviously they help each other out. Godzilla powers up the axe, and Kong just ape shits like Devil May Cry combo heavies. Is, is yes, and rips the skull of Mechagodzilla out, like waves around as a trophy. It's it's the sickest thing. But um, yeah, I think I think the last part of the movie is gonna be what people argue on, mm-hmm. because the last bit shows Godzilla roaring at Kong, Kong getting back up ready to fight, and then just all of a sudden Kong drops the axe. Yeah, and they're they're not characters that you get dialogue out of. Yeah, so you have to kind of go with you know what what it, like facial expressions, which they did a good job for both. Yeah, they really did. Kong Kong definitely better than anything, but there's a moment where Godzilla like laughs, yeah. and I was like. It was a real, really? like, evil Bowser laugh type shit. Yeah, so, like, but the way that I see it is Kong's just like, look, fine, you win. Like, I'm tired. I want to go home. Fine. You're the alpha. And Godzilla's like, yeah, okay. And then leaves. I, I, th- I can see definitely other people going like, you know, hey, you don't want the smoke? So leave? Yeah. Type stuff. But, like, and that's, I think, what's best is in the one-on-one fight, Godzilla almost kills Kong. To the point where he has to be resuscitated by the humans, 
but still. So, in that logic, sure, Godzilla is the winner of Godzilla vs. Kong. However, it's a movie that is also targeted towards children, so we gotta have them team up at the end. Um, I was hoping there would be like the Fast and Furious handshake, but they didn't. I was really hoping for that. I said at one point while we were watching, I was like, please let them predator handshake right now. It's so big. It's so good. But, uh... No, I, I think they're, they're definitely not... Cause, so, what they've said is this movie is going to... They're going to continue more monstrous movies if this does well. And so far, this has done really well during the pandemic. So, they're kind of banking on that. And I'm hoping that means we get more. Because I would love to see Destroyer show up. I think we will get more. Um, they just need to stick to this home release schedule. Like, I feel like some movies don't do well because they're theater releases along with things like MCU movies and things like that. Whereas this is very much... That's a big reason why King of the Monsters didn't do so hot. It had to fight against Endgame. Mm -hmm. Was it Endgame 2019, right? Endgame? Yes, or 2018, whatever. Point it had to fight with Avengers. I'm sorry, you're not fighting Avengers. Yeah, like... Like, the MCU had 10, 20 films to get to that point, so it's like, you're not winning. Yeah. And then I think there were some other movies around that too, but yeah, like Godzilla had to fight against Avengers for like its spot. So yeah, I, I would agree. I think this would be a really cool HBO Max situation, like keep these going. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if would they get the same budget? Because that's some good CGI in this well, movie. I mean, Godzilla looks really good. Kong had Kong had some moments where he looked pretty CG, like when you really close up on his hand in like in, in hard light. Yeah. But the rest of the movie, it's like he looks great. Yeah, I think I think there's a change of mindset going on in Hollywood right now um, because of the pandemic, which has been terrible for most people, but in this case scenario, very specific, I feel like, as a pro, because you see all these big blockbuster movies. Wonder Woman 84 did it, too. Not a very good blockbuster movie, but right. yeah. But when it came out, it got a lot of viewership just because it was on HBO Max, and I feel like people will see that and think okay we don't have to do a theater release but people will still flock to their tv sets at home to see this when it comes out i mean i'm doing that for Mortal. i did that for kong you know Godzilla vs. kong i'm gonna do it for mortal kombat yeah. snyder cut's so, a great example of that too well snyder cut's a bit different where it was it wasn't a movie that you know was coming out to theaters it's gonna get a theater release they've said and it's gonna have an intermission in the two hour mark That's good i know right but um, they have said it will get a theater release. It's going to get 4K Blu-ray. But that was a... This is being released to HBO Max because we just... That's where it needs to be. Yeah. That's the only way that this is going to be released. And uh, But yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I would be really excited to see where they where they go with this. Um, maybe, you know... The thing is, I want the budget to give Destroya and like Biollante what they need because I'd love to see Kong show up again with like his monsters and Hollow Earth and like I would love it like dude I would love to see the next Godzilla Kong team movie is against like Destroya which is like one of Godzilla's like legit most terrifying see, enemies see my thing right now is um they're doing a lot of stuff with Ultraman right now if they could make an Ultraman Godzilla movie that would be the biggest shit in Japan Probably will. You think Legendary could get Ultraman? I think so. Like Netflix has just, it. Netflix has that, and they have Godzilla right now. Well, they have the yeah. Well, they have the Toho stuff. So I think obviously the MonsterVerse is one thing. I wouldn't be surprised if Toho says we're going to do a Godzilla movie with Ultraman. That would be yes, awesome because they uh, 
the Devilman Cyborg 009 limited anime that they did. That shit was great. Was it? It was really good. I really suggest that you watch that. Um, I have to give it a I have to give it a shot because I've, I've actually I wanted to get into Ultraman. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of ways to get in. Like it's the same with Godzilla. When you look at all the old and go, ah. I wouldn't suggest getting into Ultraman with the CG Netflix series. Um, it's very much a love letter to the originals. Very similar to how Godzilla Final Wars is. Like, yeah. This is it's like if you've seen Godzilla, it's just like all of the monsters, all of the stuff. Like there you go. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I feel like in this day and age, we have like the openness to be able to facilitate something like that. Um, <laughs> we need to get back to the uh, what was it called, Center Earth? Yeah. So um, I have a lot movie, of questions. <laughs> the mo- dude, this movie is the best movie of. Oh, you got questions? All right, here, give me give me that list. Shh. <laughs> what questions? Like, it, it straight up requires you to turn your brain off. Mm-hmm. Like, you are here to see Monkey Gorilla versus Big Lizard. That's it. Do not ask questions. If you, if you even have one question, shut up. Yeah. But um, their, their big plot that hinged on this movie was the Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the Hollow Earth theory is, it's actually a real theory where people... Th- it's like, you know, if you've ever seen... I think it's The Core was a movie that did it. I think that's what it's called. Uh, Journey to the Center of the We're Earth. We're coming back to Journey to the Center of the Earth. We are. Um, but it's it's the idea of that the, the core of the Earth is hollow, not an actual like rock or whatever. And inside is an entire other ecosystem that is livable, breathable, a whole thing that features different creatures, different all sorts of stuff. It's a whole thing. I definitely recommend researching it. It's very interesting. I don't believe in it, but it's very interesting. I kind of do, just because... Um, I saw this one sentence online the other day that made me be like, oh, well, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Uh, NASA started as a way to research our deep oceans, and ever since then, they've been trying to get us off the planet. So, <laughs> from that perspective, I'm like, okay, there's probably something down there. That I mean, you know, you know, as, as a Christian, it's really interesting to read the Revelations in the Bible, because there's all sorts of stuff in there where I'm like, okay, so who knows? point is, yeah, so this is the kicker of the plot. The, the, the center of the earth is where the titans come from. That's how they got up. That's how they came to earth. Um, the, the thing is, is that Skull Island is like a pocket for this, mm-hmm. where these creatures can come up into Skull Island pretty freely. Um, and so that's kind of the idea. <clears throat> they have to find another entrance into, 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 into Skull Island, into the hollow earth, and they do this by going to Antarctica, mm-hmm. Bill, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's brother apparently did this years ago and died because there's there is a point where the gravity gets so like it flips it, it gets on, really it, like, intense and then it switches yeah and, and they died yeah. so that's kind of the idea so yeah basically in order to get to hollow earth you have to get to a point where the gravity becomes so unstable that then it switches so you're going down or you're going like up or whatever and now all of a sudden you're going down right so and and they have a shot where Kong is like touching rocks floating in the air. There's like that's the center point where gravity does not work, and you can go to and from the highest. And you can peaks. see like in the movie where there's like vegetation growing on each side of it, um, which I thought was really cool, especially with that gravitational pull on both sides. The visuals in this movie are great, and it's doubly so during the Hollow Earth. Stuff. Yeah, the um, the Hollow Earth, and then the uh, like neon Hong Kong shit. Yeah, was like top tier to me. 
The biggest question for me in this movie, and we talked about this a little bit while we were watching it, there's a shot where King Kong is in Hollow Earth for the first time. He rears back and he roars, and there's a fucking sun in Hollow Earth. What is that? Why is there yeah, light we, down here? <laughs> we mentioned that, that like, oh, there's a sun in Hollow Earth, and we're like, huh? And yeah, it, it it's weird because you're like, wait, why? And like, when they when they drop through, it looks like they drop through a sky, and so it's like, wait, how does Hollow Earth have a sky? And like, what is, what's the sun? Is that like the Earth core? Is it just a sun? Or like, wait, what's going on? And you're like, okay, like I remember watching this the first time, going. Just stop thinking. Like I couldn't get past. Th- they're not gonna <laughs> answer that question. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll get a a Kong Hollow Earth movie. That'd be fucking awesome. Or or it's like called Kong colon King of Hollow Earth, and we get like a, a sequel to Kong Skull Island. Out if of that. that does happen, I hope that he finds another Mothra egg because. Another, well, they've already. I think they already showed another Mothra egg, and I think in King of Monsters. Okay, I could be good, wrong because her I death think. is complete bullshit. Well, yeah, because Rodan just cheated. Yeah. Um, although she got him with that butt stinger. <laughs> so there you go. Booty stab. But um, yeah, no Mothra egg would be cool. I'd love to see a, another gorilla. Give me another Kong. Give him a girlfriend or a boyfriend. I don't care. Just give give him someone who's not human. Yeah. Because like all he knows how to say is home. Yeah. In sign language. Yeah, by the way, we might have mentioned this. Monkey knows sign language. He does know sign language. It was really fucking weird. Um, there was that little deaf girl, and then at some point, she's just like, no, he understands. I also love where they're like, wait, he speaks English? It's like, y'all have been monitoring him. Yeah, that's... Have y'all, like, have y'all not known him throwing up gang signs? Like, West Side? <laughs> like, Really? Like, this man is over here going, yeah. And it's like, y'all didn't go, what is he doing? Where's Gia? Yeah. Like, y'all have been monitoring this man, Monkey, for years. And you didn't notice him learning sign language? There was also a point very early on in the movie. They have a uh, Kong waking up and going about his daily regiment scene. Um, that really would have benefited from uh, Kanye West's Good Morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead of the uh, orchestral sound they put in there. So orchestral sound and then like a, another another song they played. It was still good, but yeah, I would have loved to see Kanye West Good Morning right there. <laughs> but uh, in that scene, he like takes a shower in a waterfall. Um, he picks up a tree, rips the roots off, and then just kind of like grabs the base of the tree and takes his hand down at the bottom and rips all the branches off and makes it into a spear, um, which I thought was super sick and really did a lot for the scaling of the movie. But he's just kind of walking around. He runs into the little girl who tries to present him with a, uh, like a Kong stuffed animal that she's made. And then Kong rears back and attacks the sun, which is also another reason why I'm very focused on the, uh, I'm going to keep calling it Middle Earth, the Middle Earth sun. Um... (laughs) He's going to throw a tree in that and <laughs> blow the planet up But now. he throws his makeshift spear into that, and that's when we find out that it's, you know, like a... Uh, it's the Truman, the Truman Show. Show dome. He's basically... Um, so the, I, I had to... Wa- I only got this now after watching it twice and then watching Skull Island earlier today. In Skull Island, they mentioned that the, that storm that's around Skull Island is, is, is closing in. And Fortnite. so they make a point... Yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> Um, they make a point to say that thing has been closing in. It's already killed all the other tribal people. Mm-hmm. 
So G is the last one. Somehow they put Kong in a containment unit. I don't know how they did that, but they did. Yeah. Mm. Probably the same way they got him on a boat. G got that victory royale. <laughs> Number one victory royale, man. Just wiped out Tomato Town. Ten kills on the board right now. Um, but there's a point in Hollow Earth um, where I, I, I went into this movie assuming that... Uh, Kong and Godzilla would clash. One of Godzilla's scales would break off, and then Kong would craft the axe himself. Um, but he actually finds it as a relic of an older conflict, um, which I thought was super interesting, and I really want to see that movie now. Well, they've, they've said they're doing a Skull Island anime series on Netflix. So hopefully they mention some stuff. Like, I'd love to see, like, an old-school Kong... Like a bunch of Godzillas and a bunch of Kongs that fight. So we'll see how that works, but they have said they're doing an anime series on Netflix, so that and that's based on Skull Island. Nice. So I'm I'm interested in that. But yeah, no, and it, it's it's not even just the axe. Like there's a statue of a monkey, there's a throne. Yeah, the throne like, is what gets me the most. Like it looks like they're Yeah, like is it the original King Kong, you know what I mean? Was it like Kong or was it Godzilla? My Xbox, like, screamed at me. Luke almost had a seizure just now. Almost. I'm too drunk for this, bro. Like, I'm sobering up now that we're, you know, talking, yeah. but... Um, but, yeah, no, it was it was great. I think, uh... I'm, I'm interested in the lore, which they apparently have a comic series in the MonsterVerse that I want to get into and kind of see where all this kind of comes into play. Apparently there's other fight scenes we didn't see. Apparently Godzilla fights against other monsters in the comics, and it's, like, sick. I'm gonna have to check that out. I, um... I recently went into my local comic book store looking for those, you know, Fortnite Batman comics. Found out they're coming out on the 20th. And then I found... 420, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fortnite knows what it's going to be a good-ass day. On a side note, uh, I went to a horror convention recently. <laughs> and uh, there was someone selling some artisan clay pipes. And I have one that looks like Mario now. Where you can smoke weed from Mario's cock, so that's really dope. Um, but back to comic books. <laughs> back to comic books. Let, let me just let me just gloss over that real quick. Anyway, nerd shit. Um, I ran across a uh, hardback edition of Teen Titans Raven. Um, I haven't read a comic book in a while. I've collected them for a really long time. I inherited my dad's comic book collection. Um, mostly like Spider-Man shit from like the 70s and 80s and early 90s. Probably make a lot out of those. Probably, but I'll never sell them. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> they mean a lot to me. Yeah. But uh, I read through that and I was like, wow, I I haven't read a comic in a long time. I think before that, the, the last thing that I read was when we were on that church trip and we were passing around New 52 volumes of like mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, Court of Owls, shit like that. Um, but that really got me, like, jonesing for some comics. So I, uh, I went to the bookstore, not the best place to pick up comics. I picked up The Rising of the Shield Hero, Volume 1 of the light novel, and then the first four volumes of The Witcher. Yeah. So we'll be talking about those. I have the omnibus of The Witcher. I don't know how much that conveys, but it's, like, the thick, like, book of it. So I need to read that. Um, fun fact, I've got some comics recently. 
Um, I finally have all of the volumes of all the Red Hood stories. Nice. So from his New 52 series to his Rebirth series. Um, so issue 1 through whatever it is for New 52, then issue 1 through 50 in Rebirth. Plus Red Hood and Arsenal, which is really fun. You should read it. Yeah. <clears throat> but I also bought the Persona 5 manga, which I think is 1 through 5 currently out right I've now. heard that's actually really good, and it contextualizes the story really well. I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading it because I've actually been pretty pretty excited to get into it. The down the one downside I'm gonna give it is so Joker is supposed to be this like really like kick ass like suave cool character. Whoever draws this manga, there are moments where this man looks like the twinkiest of twink fucks. <laughs> that I'm just like, dude, I'm gonna be real. I cannot take you seriously. That you're this like badass with a mask. Cause no, he just all of a sudden he's like, who? And I'm like. I mean, that's all, right, all Persona cool. media outside of the mainline games. Well, yeah. Well, even then, like, well, no, you. Use a Chad when it comes to his game, the Persona 4 that's protagonist. That's true. The anime. He He's like the Chad. Chad. Yeah. And then you got Persona 3's protagonist who's just kind of, Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess Joker's a twink in his spare time. I guess <laughs> when he's not wearing the mask, when he, when he when he's when he's showing his true form, he's like this badass, almost murdering psychopath. But then his his outward appearance is I'm just a, I'm a shy boy. Joker's a power bottom confirmed. Oh no doubt. Like I'm gonna be real. No matter who, dude, every, with the exception of Futaba, every girl you date straight up tops. There is no one who can tell me otherwise. Yeah, you're right. Like Makoto, oh, she absolutely tops. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it it's it's still a good read. I've read volume one, solid. Um, they got the the art style, especially during his transformation, mm-hmm. the first time is so sick. So I give it a plus plus on that one. But yeah, no, you um, BJ told me about this uh, Teen Titans Raven comic. I'm interested to get into it now. It's pretty solid. Um. A lot of the dialogue kind of holds up to the animated series. I feel like that's where they got a lot of the uh, inspiration from for these. I haven't read Teen Titans Beast Boy yet because, you know, I got Raven and Hardback. And the Beast Boy one doesn't come out until like two months from now on Hardback. And I'm OCD about that shit. I can't have two different editions of the same series. Same. But the first chapter of Beast Boy, which is included in Raven, was actually pretty solid. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with these characters and if it's going to lead into an actual Teen Titans book. It is. <laughs> because, okay, because like, that's kind of my thing. Are we going to get like a Teen Titans Robin? And if, if it is, is it going to be Dick Grayson or Damien? Or, I think they'll be saving or that Jason. one for last. I'm interested in what they're gonna do with Starfire. Oh yeah, me too. Cause, cause like, are they gonna go like the Titans route of Starfire and do like this weird alien princess who's also like low key a uh, bad bitch? Or are they gonna go the classic Starfire where like she's she's you know she has her really cool badass moments, but she's also very naive and kind of not innocent, but like not very she used to Earth, Earth customs. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't get Earth stuff. So that and that's the Starfire. That's, like, I think that's the consensus on Starfire is. Um, like the uh, uninitiated to Earth customs, but also still very smart and aware. Um, like, she's not stupid, but, like, if you try to be sarcastic, she's going to be like, I don't get it. Right. And, like, that that to me is the best balance, because, like, she... Especially because, I forget, recently they actually uh, delved into their breakup, Dick Grayson and her, in the comics, and I, I've been wanting to read it, because apparently it's pretty decent, and it shows that Corey is absolutely... 
competent enough to understand things, but just Earth stuff she doesn't get. Yeah. She gets, she's now kind of getting emotions and getting all this other stuff that humans can kind of do. But it is this idea of like, like the panel I saw was she was, where it's like, like Dick says, like, Corey, what do you want me to do? Like, we broke up. She's like, and she says, what I want you to do is take me to that steakhouse. That was this really nice, you know, thing. And we can get ice cream at a parlor afterward and all this. And I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. And it like actually kind of made me feel bad for her. Cause like, yeah, when you really break it down, Nightwing's a dick. Yeah. He really earns but, his I mean, namesake. Look at his background. He was raised by the yeah, biggest dick who, of them all. Look who, look who he, yeah. The guy who has had a relationship with Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Talia Al Ghul, and I think Harley Quinn one or tw- once I or twice. I saw this really funny clip on TikTok. Um, it was just titled Batman with Female Villains. And it was an old WWE clip of this guy kissing this girl and then just choke slamming her into the floor. And that is very Batman. I mean, and then, you know, if you're Bruce Tim, you really want him and Batgirl to get together, which is the worst. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's not, he's definitely not the, the biggest role model when it comes to healthy relationships. He goes after a criminal that he has to put away every time. Yeah. I did like the, Two uh, criminals. I did really like the, uh, the animated movie where him and Harley Quinn hook up. They were really cute together. Which, uh, which movie was that? Was that just the Batman and Harley Quinn movie? Because that was him and Nightwing. That was Nightwing and Yeah, Harley that's Quinn. what I mean. Okay, Nightwing, yeah. But uh, that was really cute. I like that a lot. I, well, apparently that's a thing. I So I was reading in Old Man, or Old Man Harley. Old, like, old Lady <laughs> old Harley. Old Man Harley, she has to journey across the country with Hawkeye and kill the whole family. <laughs> well, no, like, they make up, that was the point, is they saw Old Man Logan said, let's do Harley with that. So it's like Old Lady Harley or whatever. And they make a point to say all the people she's been with, one of them was Nightwing. Yeah. They apparently got married. I really like and the idea I'm like, of that, because it's like, the two of them are very like they need people and the people they find are the two most broken people you could possibly imagine and then finding some kind of solace with each other that's really like that is magnetism to me I think if they ever break Poison Ivy and Harley up I would be cool with a Nightwing Harley yeah I think that would be great because right now I'm reading it's like an anthology series mm-hmm. and the reason I picked it up is because it's a Red Hood centric with the Batman story nice. and uh, but there's a Harley and Ivy thing where Ivy's apparently disappeared or died or whatever and Harley has to either find her or come to terms with it and I'm like this is kind of cool but they really make you go okay Harley and Ivy that's end game yeah like we've, we've moved past the Joker it's Harley and Ivy and I'm like cool and I like it so far but uh the Red Hood parts are great because it's 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 diving into Bruce and Jason's psyche uh, and how they feel about each other. Of like, Jason's still bitter because like you didn't avenge me, like you did. Yeah, you like did there's not no way me. not to be bitter about yeah, that. Yeah, he's bitter about that that the Joker's still alive, and Batman's really upset because it's like I failed my son. Yeah, and I'm like yes. I want to see between these two. I hope they don't pussyfoot out. Because that's my biggest problem with some of these stories they do with Jason and Batman. Is, no, no, no. Because, like, the, the the comic book of Under the Red Hood ends with Batman going, No, you can't kill a Joker. Where the animated one goes, do it. And he starts walking away. And Jason then threatens to shoot Batman. He's like, no, you have to choose. So it shows Jason's the unstable one. Batman just says, I don't care. Do it. I'm leaving. And that's so much better than the ending of the comic. Yeah, but it's a pretty good anthology series. I need to I need to get the name of it, but it's a it's a ba- it's actually a longer uh, like a thicker comic. There's more pages than usual, so I'd recommend. I think it's like Legends of the Dark Knight. Maybe um, I'll have to look that up. I'll give you guys the the four one one when it 
when I figure that out. Uh, because next week, I know we've just talked to DC here, but the next podcast that you will see after this one, I think, unless it comes out first, we are going to have a really interesting topic about the DC universe and things like that. But uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong. Only one tangent, not bad. Um, yeah, no, solid movie. I, I definitely... I'm buying this on 4K when it comes out. Yeah. Because I want to see that on 4K on this TV with my PS5. And see how different that looks. It's already... We were watching with my Xbox One uh, X. Mm-hmm. And I have a 4K TV, so it still looks good. But I really want to see what that looks like in 4K. Yeah, for sure. Like, the colors, I just... I think it's going to pop it, really well. It did have a lot of good, um, like, lighting and shading and all that stuff. It's definitely... It's why I would recommend, if you can, theater. Yeah. yeah. This is a like, theater This is a very eye-candy-heavy, like, mm-hmm. experience. And then having that surround sound... Oh, yeah. Definitely would benefit. Yeah. So, I, I definitely recommend theater for this movie. I feel like a lot of the shots were framed around being, like, theater-centric, too. Like, the uh, the whole office building scene where um, Godzilla kind of just gets smashed through it, but you're just sitting as if you were in a desk in the office. There's a lot of that. Like, one of my favorite parts about these movies is they do a really good job of scale. Because mm-hmm. Garth Edwards... Garth Edwards? Yeah. On the first one, he did a really good job by having cameras in the ground floor of buildings yeah. when Godzilla steps next to it. And so you get a scale for these monsters. And they followed that up in every single movie. And I like that because these monsters are huge. Like, Kong in Kong Su Island was a, was a teenager. We now get adult Kong and he's... I feel like we talked about this a bit before, but I feel like Rampage does that really well too. Um, just with the scaling to human buildings and you know human anatomy. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it's it. That's one of the funniest I've seen scenes of that where it's like, here's big kaiju fights and the rock with a grenade launcher. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's that's another thing I want to bring up. I kept expecting the rock to show up through this whole movie because they set up Journey to the Center of the Earth. And Rampage. You got Big Monkey. You got going to the center of the earth to have an adventure. Like, it's shocking to me that The Rock never showed up. I was I was really hoping he would because <laughs> of just the fun. Like, all of a sudden, he, dude, if he would have just shown up to get killed, even then, just to be like, oh, I know all about this earth. I theory. thought it would be great if they met him in the center of the earth. Like, what the fuck? There's humans here? <laughs> like, like, a, like, what's his face in Kong Skull Island? <laughs> Oh, man, that was a great cast in that movie. Oh yeah, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, uh, Garrett is it Gary Oldman? No, no, that's no, not Gary Oldman. Uh, what's his face? Sully from Monsters Inc. in Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I can't remember his name. John Goodman. Yeah, John Goodman. That's it. John Goodman. Gary Oldman. Um, but you know what I mean. John Goodman. John C. Riley, the uh, the castaway in that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, like, they had a great cast for that movie, and I'm so I'm so glad I actually watched it. That was the one I skipped, because I was like, I'm Godzilla, Team Godzilla, all the way. Oh, man, that movie's great, especially for oh, yeah. the human aspect. Like, they actually had, like, granted, when you actually break it down, I don't know half those humans. Yeah. Like, Samuel Jackson's the villain, because Kong killed his entire team, and he's like, I'm gonna kill that monkey. But, like, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson... They all do good with what they're given. I still don't know any of those characters, but I didn't hate I mean, it's a kaiju movie. You're not supposed to remember the human characters as heavily. Yeah, and but that's kind of the idea is that like, they made me actually like them. Yeah. Like, they were at least likable. Like, 
King of the Monsters has like two likable characters, and which is Sarazawa and uh, I will give Kyle Chandler. And then Millie, kind of? Yeah. Like, she's she's sympathetic in that, oh, uh, it's her dad and her mom, but then, like, you're like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, you could die. Like, when, when they showed her, she's not breathing, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Um, Monsterverse is pretty good. I'm, I really want them to continue. Yeah, me too. I just, I really want to see what they would do next after this. I'm hoping for Destroya, because that is... That was how they killed off Godzilla the first time. Mm-hmm. Was Godzilla basically the hydrogen bomb? Basically made Godzilla go nuclear, and he his heart was going to explode. And because there's so much nuclear radiation, it was going to cause an actual atom bomb incident. Right. And so, <clears throat> Destroya shows up because they you know here's a monster to fight, but it was a really cool fight. And uh, Destroya as a monster is awesome. Like, of all the Godzilla monsters. Oh, boy. Just knocked over a lot of beer. Yeah. Um, Out of all the Godzilla monsters, he's the coolest looking one. But also, man, I would love to see Legendary take a crack at that one. Because I love their Ghidorah. Love their Rodan. I love their Godzilla design. I love the Godzilla design. So I would love to see what they do with Destroyer. And I I think now that they've given us Hollow Earth, there you go. Yep. Destroyer is... You could just straight up go, here he is. You can also, I think they could still do Biolante, which is a, a created being um, from a pharmaceutical company. So you could do I mean, that as well. That's where they could put the second Ghidorah skull. I well, I would say you can also do Biolante with a Kong movie. Yeah. So give Biolante to Kong, and then have Destroya be the final fight against Godzilla. And then if you have to, have it be a Kong. Uh, Mothra and Godzilla movie against Destroyer. Like, have him be the final boss. And screw it. Have 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 them die. Like, straight up. If, you, if that's gonna be the last Monsterverse movie, kill them. Mothra dies, Kong dies, Godzilla dies, but so does Destroyer. And you have all these humans, like, basically, you know, now there's no more Titans. Like, Destroyer goes around the world killing Titans. It's up to Godzilla, Kong, and Mothra to stop him. They stop him at the risk of their own life. So now, the final movie, all the Titans are dead. It is now literally just humans left. I think it'd be a great way to end that series. I agree. I'd obviously do more in between that, but yes. Like, do do a couple more Godzilla, a couple more Kong. Maybe do, like, another team-up movie. Like, have a Godzilla and Mothra movie. Have a Kong and... I don't know. Kong Jr.? I don't know. Just do some cool stuff. Kong and Funky Kong. Bro, bring in Godzuki. <laughs> it was the old-school animated show where they went, It's Godzilla! And Godzuki, <laughs> just bring him in, just be, and have it be like where Kong's like having to babysit, the, or not Kong, Godzilla's babysitting this thing. He's just like, oh god. But you get like this, you get this little baby Godzilla going like, yeah, I'm crushing stuff too. Atomic breath, that, and, and Godzilla like smacks him like, trying to protect these humans. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be pretty funny actually. I I would just love to do more. Like these movies are fun. I I'm I'm gonna keep watching Godzilla movies regardless if they're from Legendary or Toho or anything. That's the thing I think a lot of people don't pay attention to in Hollywood is like the reviews could be bad, but <clears throat> there's a lot of people saying that movies like this, Ready Player One, um, the Fast and Furious franchise, Fast and Furious Rampage, while we're on the topic, are just fun to watch. Like, they don't have like, a lot of longevity to them. Like, I'm, I'm not sitting there watching Fast and Furious because of this really interesting interconnected plot. Exactly. No, I'm waiting for Dom to say family and drive a car into something. 
that's it. Like, that's all I care about, and it's great. So yeah, I, th I think we need those action blockbusters that are just stupid action. Like, it's what I say about video games all the time. I want B-level video games. And this movie was a B-level movie. Yeah, for sure. It's not like a, a, a... It's not Tenet. I will give Tenet. Like, Nolan is great with Tenet. I love Tenet. This movie is just fun. I had to see Big Monkey fight Big Lizard. I don't... I, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Like, I felt satisfied fun. watching it. Yeah, like this. This definitely. If I if I paid a ticket to a theater and just got popcorn, I'd be super happy. Yeah, for sure. So like, and I think we need those movies because yeah, like yeah, you want a good think piece. You want a good thing that breaks down society. But not every movie has whatever. to be that. You can have fun. That's kind of my thing. It's like I love Last of Us Part Two. I'm gonna bring this up a lot. I love Last of Us Part Two, but I also love Devil May Cry Five. Yeah. Like Devil May Cry Five does not require. It's like who cares. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a stupid convoluted plot. The reason you're playing is because it's fun. The action is really fun. It's a You want to see Dante do some Michael Jackson dance moves and he puts on a hat? That's all you care about? I don't need Dante to start thinking of his existential crisis and whether or not he should kill. Yeah. No. I just want to see him fight Virgil because it's cool. Whereas when I play Last of Us, I know what I'm getting myself into. It's going to be a more drastic story about the human condition and rage and anger and whatever then I'm gonna go play Fortnite yeah cause it's fun like that's that's all I care about like Uncharted is fun it doesn't need to be this like Uncharted is not a super serious story it might try sometimes but it's it's Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider mixed into yeah. one. It's fun. That's all I care about Uncharted for. Like, I'm not... Like, same with Ratchet and Clank. I'm excited for the new Ratchet and Clank. Not because it's going to have this excellent story that's going to really make you feel for Ratchet and, and his, his condition as a person. No! It's not going to turn Clank into Vision. <laughs> yeah, like, I just want to see Ratchet and Clank do some cool platforming. Yeah. So, like, in same thing with movies. Yes, I want to see Tenet. Yes, I want to see a Tarantino film. Yes, I want to see a Kubrick film. I also want to see Captain America beat the shit out of Iron Man because it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's an, there's an added bonus to a, a message in that movie. But how many people really went to see Civil War to see... Well, I want to see really this battle of ideals. No, I came to nobody, see the Avengers fight each other. Nobody watches those movies for a battle of ideals. Yeah, like you watched Infinity War because Thanos was here. Mm -hmm. You want to see big purple guy fight the Avengers. And you got that. And the Avengers lost. It was great. Yeah. So, I yeah, still think I, that that's the Empire Strikes Back of the MCU. It is. I, I still think Winter Soldier is my favorite. But, yeah, Infinity War is excellent for sure. I'm, I'm very mixed on Endgame. So I think it's a good wrap-up. Infinity War is so much better. Yeah, for sure. For me, it goes Ragnarok. Well, Infinity War, Ragnarok, and then like Endgame. I just think Winter Soldier does a really good job with Dread. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. I, I watch enough horror movies and play horror games to understand Dread. But there was moments while watching Winter Soldier, where I'm like, I'm feeling Dread, and it's an action. Movie. Yeah. They do a good job of like, who's Bucky? Who, like, who's the Winter Soldier? It's Bucky. Who's controlling Shield? It's Hydra. Like, they they drop those bombs on you so frequently, but they make you ruminate a bit. You're like, wait, what's going on? Like, I'm actually feeling for these characters, and then you get the sickest action scenes with the win. Like, dude, the Winter Soldier versus Captain America. Like, when they first meet him, and he's and they have like the knife that he drops into his other hand. It's the sickest thing. 
they do a really good job of mixing action and espionage and political thriller really well. And I think a lot of that uh, light feeling of hopelessness really tied into Kong versus Godzilla. Because mm-hmm. there's that whole scene where it's like, oh, he's down for the count. Godzilla's gonna die too. We're fucked. This thing can't be controlled. And then, you know, they always turn it around, but they do a really good job of making you feel like it's hopeless for a while. Yeah, like, for a bit, you're like... Because even, even the first time I watched, like, I feel like Kong was gonna get up, but I'm like, is he really... Is he really gonna like? Where, where is like? Why is he getting up? Come on, Godzilla's getting his ass beat. What's going on? And so yeah, I, yeah, I want more B movies. I just want more B tier everything because like, you know, not everything needs to be a triple A, ten out of ten home run experience. It just as long as it gets the job done. Yeah, that's all I care about. Like, I don't play Mario for its extensive story. It's just fun platforming. I mean, a little more story would be nice, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, Galaxy 1 is obviously better than Galaxy 2. Yeah, but, but thank you, Koizumi, like <clears throat> while we're on the topic. Put Koizumi back in the Mario chair. Yes. But, like, you know, not every game has to have Bloodborne levels of... Oh, war. yeah. <laughs> like, I can, I'm, I'm super cool with going, wait, why did he do this that? Because he wanted this to. This is the Mega Mushroom based on the old Blood prototype. Could you imagine a Bloodborne-style Mario game? That would be sick, actually. <laughs> I actually would love there's, to see that. There's that one fan game. I can't remember what the fuck it's called or where you'd even find it. But uh, it has the HUD from LEGO Star Wars. You fight one of the bosses from Bloodborne with the Doom shotgun in the Mario 64 castle. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but I'll send you a find, clip of that. I want to find that out. That looks sick. Yeah. It's just every game rolled into one. And, well, I mean, that's why I like Doom, too. Like, I'm not going to Doom for a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just get to blow demons up. Cool, done. That's yeah. it. That's all I need. So, yeah. I I think this is I, this is why I like this movie. I, I see some people giving it, like, bad ratings. Like, the humans sucked. And, oh, there's too much of this, and the plot made no sense. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Whatever. Just watch Big Monkey. Yeah, Big Monkey fight Big Lizard. We're done. But Big Monkey fight Atomic Lizard. And Atomic Lizard scratches his chest. Dude, when he got on all fours, like, it started, like, rolling, like, actually, like, a lizard, like, biting his ankles and flip. I was like, yo! The, uh, Godzilla don't play fair! Fight, I don't think I brought this up yet, but the their initial meeting, where it's just Kong is on, like, a battle cruiser, and it's just, like, Evangelion. Like, yep. that, that was the sickest shit of all time. It was cool because it's like it really felt like okay Godzilla was like I'm not gonna beat him on this cruiser, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna bring him into the sea, he, and he he full on was dragging him yeah, down he had like like crocodile tendencies and that shit that was dope. I and that that was the thing too is like man if it really was just Kong and Godzilla oh man Kong would have died twice over, but like you know we like that was again why the humans were so good in this movie is they were there to move the plot. Yeah. We need we need Kong back. Okay, the the humans do something. Oh, we need Kong to live again. All right, let's resuscitate him. Oh, we need we need Mega to not kill Kong. Uh, pour beer over the, the controls. And it's like okay, good. That's the humans were there just so the plot would move. And then we had the cool fights. So yeah, all in all, good movie. I would say yeah. Um, I don't know if there's much else to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with go this watch kind of movie, it. There's not much to ruminate about. It's just. You had a good time. Like this isn't like if, if me and like we're definitely gonna spend like two hours talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and where that's going. Yeah, but at some I mean, point. That's but like that's that's because you and me are weirdly giant Sonic nerds. But yeah, no, 
solid, solid movie. I think definitely did its job right. It, you got what you want to see. It was Godzilla vs. Kong featuring Mega Godzilla. So, awesome. Um, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I want to see Destroy. I want to see Belante. I love to see just all sorts of monsters. So, both. Give me more Kong movies. Give me more Godzilla movies. You know what? Screw it. Do a Mothra movie. Get Ultraman. Mothra had her own. Yeah. Dude, if they actually made an Ultraman tie-in, I'd be so happy. They have that one superhero type character in. God. I can't remember his name. There is a superhero that was created by a. Uh, a, a, they made a, a contest, and an elementary school kid drew like a Super Sentai type Ultraman character. They brought him into Godzilla. That's sick. So I'd say do it. Have like have, dude, you really could do it. Have this one guy who has like a really cool watch, and it turns him into a giant hero. I mean, they have precedent with it now with the mecha thing, where it's like you yeah. have to have a human conduit. They just improve on that technology, and then you get Ultraman. So yeah, so I, I think we're good. We have we have the we have the next few movies set up. We have Hollow Earth. We've got the 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 we've got a Pacific Rim crossover that could possibly happen. That would be sick. The Godzilla universe is just the prequel to Pacific Rim. I mean, the way that they linked with Mecha was very similar to Pacific Rim. So yeah, definitely that would be dope. Just you know, not uprising. We can figure that one exists. Yeah, fuck that one. yeah. but anyway, uh, I would say that's a pretty good uh, moment to stop. Um, it's been a good one. It's been a very special episode. This will be the first of the specials we do. Um, we have more coming. We're gonna obviously the Destiny one and the the Kingdom Hearts one. And anytime we watch a movie that we really like, you know, we're, we're gonna do this for Sonic the Hedgehog two. We might even watch Sonic again and just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love that. I'd be down to watch Advent Children. Oh yeah. Do that again. So if you want to see more of this, um, let us know. We'll we'll just kind of watch movies and. You know, maybe get a little hammered for it, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, but before we go, just remember, uh, we are posting all of our updates on Instagram as we have them. Uh, if you want to follow us there, it's SideQuest underscore podcast. Um, not a ton of posts on there right now, but that is the best place to interact with us. We want to get a um, fan question segment going. Uh, so if you guys wouldn't mind commenting, leaving some questions, that'd be great. Uh, but until next time, take it sleazy.